Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Look at somebody and say, I like what I feel in here today. Amen. Tell somebody else, I like what I feel in here today. Amen. I feel liberty. Amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Praise God. I failed to announce that it is ATC Sunday. I know you've already given, um, but you can, you can still take care of that before you leave, or you can take care of that tonight, and, and I'll try to do a better job tonight. Um, Brother Dwayne normally does this. One of our board members, he normally makes this announcement, but he has got an injury going on there, and... So I'm going to take care of it. But last month, to our building fund, to our renovation and relocation, all that that we're doing for right now, you gave $70,769. Amen. And that brings the total given to our answer the call uh, campaign and fund two million nine hundred and nine thousand three hundred and eight dollars and seventy five cents. Amen. We're headed toward three million quick. Amen. And let me say this: Don't forget that two weeks from today is our Pack the House Sunday. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be awesome. And. Um, we want you to be here. We want everybody to be here. We want everybody to be here. Uh, we want perfect attendance that particular Sunday. Uh, all day long, if you call Greater Faith or any of the campuses, your church, we want you to be here, and it's going to be one more exciting Sunday. I cannot wait. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, maybe a little bit more, I, I had reminded myself all day long to wish Pastor B.K. Nichols a happy birthday, and I missed it all. He said, well, you're doing it now. Well, no, kind of, the way he's not here. He's taking a break. But anyway, he was singing. But I, I failed to announce it, but I'm not going to miss this one today because it's Pastor Jackson's birthday today. Amen. 50 looks good on you, Pastor Jackson. Amen. So happy birthday to him. We pray that he has a wonderful, wonderful birthday. And we are thankful for all of you that are here today and for all of our guests. Uh, thank you for coming to worship with us. And we look forward to getting to connect with you and getting to meet with you following the service today. You may be seated. I... Uh, I am going to preach from questions today, and um, I remember, I don't know, it's probably been a couple of years ago, maybe three, maybe five, the older you get, the faster time goes. Um, my kids and your kids started using this word literally, like like, this is not a, a metal pulpit. It is literally a metal pulpit. It's literally metal. And so literally has been used for just about everything for out of the last, I don't know, 
I don't know how long. It's become a part of our vocabulary. And so this morning, I'm going to talk to you about the fact that there is literally one God. There literally is one God. Amen. And so I'm going to thank you, Brother Bright. I'm going to preach from questions here this morning. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to be one of these persons that say, you know, was I upset? Maybe. Uh, could I have been a little less upset? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? You know, people that talk with that, they, they talk with questions. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about? Okay. I'm not trying to be that person this morning. Um, but I am preaching from the questions that I have heard from so many through the years. And all of these questions are not, it's not my original content. Um, it's just uh, picked this from different places. And, but these answers are literally the word of God. And they are literally true. Amen. So the first question is, is the word Trinity in the Bible? And the answer is no. Look it up. You will not find the word Trinity in the Bible. Does the Bible say that there are three persons in the Godhead? And the answer is no. The Bible does not say anywhere that there are three persons in the Bible or in the Godhead. Does the Bible speak of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost? And the answer is yes. It does not speak, does not say that there are three persons in the Godhead, but it does talk about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Do these titles, as used in Matthew 28, 19, where he said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, do these three, do the, do, does these titles mean that there are three separate and distinct persons in the Godhead? And the answer is no. They refer to three offices, three roles, or three relationships that God developed with humanity. Does the Bible use the word three in reference to God? Only one time. It's found in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 7 where it talks about the Father, the Word instead of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And it concludes by saying these three are one. Everybody say God is literally one. There is literally one God. Does the Bible use the word one in reference to God. Yes, many times. In Zechariah 14 and 9, it says, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth in that day. There shall be, everybody say, one Lord and his name one. There shall be one Lord and his name one. Malachi 2.10, Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously? Every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of the fathers. Now, you can find these references. There are many, many references through the scripture, but you can look at Matthew 23 and 9, Mark 12 and 29 and verse 32, John 8 and 41, John 10 and 30, Romans 3 and 30, Galatians 3 and 20, 1 Timothy 
2 and 5, James 2 and 19, and in 1 Corinthians 8 and 4, it says, There is none other God but one. It says it over and over throughout the scripture because there is literally only one God. Can the mystery of the Godhead be understood? Because there are a lot of people say, well, the, the Trinity is so complex. You're not meant to understand it. Humanity's, humanity is just our limited thinking, our limited mind. We're not meant to understand that. But the real answer is, yes, the Godhead can be understood. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 20, the scripture said, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Everybody say, they are clearly seen. Being understood, everybody say being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. That's a, that's a long way of saying the natural mirrors the spiritual. God gave us the natural so that we can understand the spiritual. The spiritual is not indifferent that from the natural. You can also find that in Colossians 2 and 9. And in 1 Timothy 3 and 16, it said, Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. But then it says, here is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Everybody say Jesus. God was manifest in the flesh, not junior God, not second God, not God number two. Not God the afterthought. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on the world, and received up into glory. Has the Christian only one heavenly father? Yes, according to Matthew 23 and 9. Then why did Jesus say to Philip, he that has seen me has seen the father in John 14 and 39? And the reason is because Jesus is the express image of God's person. When you've seen me, you have seen the Father. I am the express image of the Father. What you're looking at is the image of the invisible heavenly Father. In Hebrews 1 and 3, the Greek word there uh, literally, literally means substance. He is the express substance of God. Jesus Christ. Everybody say amen. amen. Does the Bible say that there are two persons in the Godhead? No. Does the Bible say that all the Godhead is revealed in one person? Yes. His name is Jesus Christ according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, Colossians 1 and 19 and Colossians 2 and 9. And in Hebrews 1 and 3 it says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Amen. The only visible person in the Bible was the man Christ Jesus, upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Is the mystery of the deity hidden from some people? Yes. Jesus said in Luke chapter 10 and verse 21, In that hour Jesus rejoiceth in spirit, and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and hast revealed them. You can, uh, you can amen me. And hast revealed them unto babes, even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered to me of my Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and to whom the Son will reveal him. 
if you cannot see the Godhead wrapped up in Jesus Christ, you need to keep reading your Bible and stay on your knees because that is the revelation of the mighty God of Christ Jesus. Amen. Who is the Father? The Father is the one God, particularly as revealed in parental relationship to humanity according to Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 6 and Malachi chapter 2 and verse 10. Where was God when the Father, uh, God the Father, while Jesus was on earth? Where was the Father while Jesus was on earth? The Father was in Christ, according to John 14 and 10. And according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19, to wit that God was in Christ. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their righteous their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto them the word of reconciliation. Now he was also in heaven because God is omnipresent. Did the prophet Isaiah say that Jesus would be the father? Yes. Isaiah 9 and 6. Unto us a son is given. Unto us a child is born. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And they shall call his name Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. Jesus was called the Everlasting Father. Emmanuel being interpreted God with us, not God too. Amen. When God, thank you, thank you, Sister Janice. When God said, let us make man in our image in Genesis chapter 1 and 26, was he speaking to another person in the Godhead? No. Isaiah 44 and 24 said, thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things. Singular. I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. I did it by myself. I didn't consult with anybody else. Amen. Malachi chapter 2 and verse 10. Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? There is literally one God. How many, of, how many of God's qualities were in Christ? All of them. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9 tells us that all of the fullness of the Godhead was in him bodily. How may we see the God who sent Jesus into the world? And the answer is by seeing Jesus. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Does the Bible say that Jesus is the Almighty? Yes. In Revelation 1 and verse 8 I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. If you ever, yeah, won't you praise him for that? If you have a red letter edition Bible, that scripture is in red. That means it's the words of Jesus. He said, I'm the Almighty. Now, when he was here on earth, he wouldn't tell them that. Amen. But ascended up into heaven. This vision that John saw, John heard him say, I am the one which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Whom do some designate as the first person in the Trinity? This is not a trick question. Say it loud. God the Father. That's what they say. That's what some people designate as the first person in this man-made doctrine of the Trinity. It's a man-made doctrine. It came over 300 years after Christ. 
They call it God the Father. Amen. Whom do some designate as the last person in the Trinity? Say it loud. The Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. But Jesus said that he was the first and the last. In Revelation 1 and 17 verse 18. When, he, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of death and hell. That's Jesus. Clap your hands if you believe that. I'm here to tell you this morning there is literally one God. How many persons did John see sitting upon the throne in heaven? One in Revelation 4 and 2. If Jesus is the first and the last, then why did God say in Isaiah 44 and 6 that he was the first and the last? And the answer is because Jesus is the God of the Old Testament wrapped in flesh. Isaiah 44 and 6, thus saith the Lord the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and the last, and beside me there is no God. Old Testament and New Testament, it is declared there's only one God, and he's the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega. Have I lied yet? Did Jesus tell Satan that God alone should be worshipped? Yes, Matthew 4 and 10, Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then why are we worshiping Jesus? That is the man talking. That is the man that was tempted in the wilderness. That's the flesh telling Satan, You can't worship this flesh, but you can worship the God on the inside of me. He's the only one that you can worship. Does the devil believe in more than one God? And the answer is no. James chapter 2 verse 19 Thou believest that there is one God Thou doest well The devil also believes Demons also believe And they tremble Does the Bible say that God Who is the word Was made flesh Yes in John 1 and 14 For what purpose was God manifested in the flesh To save sinners According to Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9 And verse 14 does the Bible say that Christ is the Lord? Yes, in Luke chapter 2 and verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And he said, this day is born unto you Christ the Lord. The Lord was wrapped in flesh that day in Bethlehem. Can you say amen? amen? Does the Bible say that the Lord is God? Yes. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 39, Zechariah 14 and 5, Acts 2 and 39, and Revelation 19 and 1. How could the church belong to Jesus according to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18 and yet be, uh, be the church of God according to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 32? And the answer is because Jesus is God in the flesh. Will God give his glory to another? No. Isaiah 42 and 8. I am the Lord. That is my name and my glory. Will I not give to another? Neither my praise to graven images. Amen. Was there a God formed before Jehovah or will there be one formed after Jehovah? In other words, was there a God formed 
were just that existed from the eons of time. There was never a time where they didn't exist. And then later on, another God pops on the scene. No, Isaiah 43, verse 10 and 11. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he, not him, not, or not them. Before me, before me, there was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me. In verse 11, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. That's Old Testament. What is the one thing that God does not know? According to Isaiah 44 and 8, another God. That's the one thing he does not know. I don't know another God. What is one thing that God cannot do? He cannot lie, according to Titus chapter 1 and verse 2. How many gods should we know? Only one, according to Hosea chapter 13 and verse 4. How many names was the Lord, has the Lord? One, Zechariah 14 and 9. Yet I am the Lord thy God with the land of Egypt. Uh, I'm sorry. Yet I am the Lord thy God from the land of Egypt. And thou shalt know no God but me. For there is no Savior beside me. If you're going to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you're going to have to understand that you are accepting God. Amen. Being filled with his spirit, he's going to put his spirit. The reason that Christ died for our sins was so that he could release the Holy Ghost, amen, because he is the Father in creation. He is the originator of all things. He became the Son to redeem lost humanity as the Redeemer, our redemption, so that the Holy Ghost, our comforter, could be released to fill the hearts of all people. But it's the same God, amen. Just like you are a father, just like you were a son, just like you have a spirit, just like you have a name, amen. We are made up of body, soul, and spirit. How many names was the Lord one? Has the Lord one? Does the Bible say that God alone treads upon the waters? Yes. Why then was Jesus able to walk upon the waters of the Sea of Galilee? In Matthew chapter 14 and verse 25, and the answer is because he is God, the creator that has dominion over the elements of nature because he created it all. Oh, you ought to clap your hands for that. Come on, you ought to praise him for that. Oh, hallelujah, somebody ought to praise him for that. Is God the only one who can forgive sin? The answer is yes. Isaiah 43 and 25, Mark chapter 2 and verse 7. Why then could Jesus forgive sin? In Mark chapter 2 and verses 5 through 11, because he is God, the only Savior. They brought unto him a man sick of the palsy. They wanted him to be healed, and Jesus said, thy sins be forgiven. They said, no, 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 he needs healing. He said, whether it's easier to say, thy sins be forgiven, arise, take up thy bed and walk, but that you might know that the Son of Man have power on earth to forgive sins. He is the only Savior. My God, have mercy. I need the Lord to release revelation in this house. Is Jesus the true God? Yes. 1 John 5 and 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. I don't know how you miss it. 
if God and the Holy Ghost are two separate persons, which was, which was the Father of Christ? If God and the Holy Ghost, if the Father and the Holy Ghost are two separate persons, which ones were the, was the Father of Christ? In Matthew chapter 1 and 20, it says that the Holy Ghost was the Father. While Romans chapter 15 and verse 6, 2 Corinthians 11 and 31 and Ephesians 1 and 3 say that God was the Father. There is no contradiction when we realize that God the Father and the Holy Ghost are one and the same Spirit. According to Matthew chapter 10 verse 20, Ephesians 4 and 4 and 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16. When Paul asked the Lord who he was when he was knocked down on the road to Damascus and a bright light, light shined, he said, Who art thou, Lord? The voice from heaven, that big booming voice that knocked him to the ground, and he was blind for three days, said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. When Stephen was dying, he looked up into heaven, and he didn't call on the Father, Son, of the Holy Ghost. He called upon Jesus in Acts chapter 7 and verse 59. Did Thomas ever call Jesus God? Yes, in John 20 and 25, when he thrust his hand in the hole in his side and put his finger through the, the nail prints in his hand, he said, my Lord and my God. How could Jesus be the Savior when God the Father said in Isaiah 43 and 11, beside me there is no Savior? And the answer is because God in Christ was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19. Does the Bible say that Jesus was God with us? Yes, in Matthew chapter 1 and 23, his name shall be called Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us, not God's with us. God with us. Did Jesus ever say, I and my Father are one? Yes, in John 10 and 30. Can it be proved scripturally that Jesus and the Father are the one, are one in the same since that, uh, I'm sorry. Can it be proved, this is what some people say, scripturally, that Jesus and the Father are one in the same since that, since husbands and wives are one and the same. In other words, a husband and wife come together, they take their wedding vows, and they too become one flesh. That's what the Bible says, and that's what a lot of people say about the Father and the Holy Ghost. But the answer to this is no, the Godhead was never compared to a relationship of a husband and wife. Jesus identified himself with the Father in a way that... Uh, in a way that husband and wife cannot be identified with each other. Amen. God was in Christ. That's what you have to remember. Does the Bible call the Holy Ghost a second or third person in a Godhead? No. The Holy Ghost is the one Spirit of God, the one God himself at work in our lives, according to John 4 and 24, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, chapter 6 and verse 19, and chapter 12 and verse 13. Can Trinitarians show that three divine persons were present when Jesus was baptized by John with a dove? Amen. The dove descended upon him and there was a voice from heaven. The answer is absolutely not. The one omnipresent God used three simultaneous manifestations. Only one divine person was present and that was Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. And if he can't be the Father and the Son at the, whole, at, at the same time, and if he can't be the dove and the voice at the same time, then he can't be the lily and the valley and the rose of Sharon at the same time. 
Amen. He can't be the Alpha and the Omega. He can't be the bright and the morning star. He, he cannot be all of these things. He cannot be omnipresent. Amen. The God that we serve, there is literally one God. There is not three persons. Amen. It was God's interaction with humanity. Amen. So what were the other, the other two of whom Trinitarians speak? One was a voice from heaven. The other was the Spirit of God in the form of a dove. You can look that up in Matthew chapter 3. And what did the voice say at Jesus' baptism? Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's in Mark 1 and 11. As the son of God, Jesus was the one God incarnate. Now, it is for that reason that Jesus was given a name that is above every name. Above every name. It's above the Alpha and the Omega. It's above, it's above, uh, it's above all of the, it's above Adonai. It's, it's, above, it's above cancer. It's above any other name that you can think of. It's above the president of the greatest, it's, a, it's greater than Nebuchadnezzar. It's, it's greater uh, than President Biden. It's greater than any world leader. It is the greatest name that has ever existed. And that at the name of Jesus, not at three persons in the Godhead, but at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. He is Lord of all. He's Lord of all. Amen. We have to be careful about being pulled into man-made doctrines. People that suddenly come along hundreds of years after Jesus was resurrected and they have a revelation. Doctrines that come along uh, because of a meeting of a council, like in a place called Nicaea, where they decided what would be best for everybody so that we can kind of make this an ecumenical thing. Oh, we'll call it Catholic. Catholic means universal. We want to make sure that everybody is happy. We want to give a universal religion. Well, I got a universal religion for you. It's called Jesus. He's the God of the Old Testament, manifested in flesh as the God of the New Testament. He's the God of the Old Covenant and the God of the New Covenant. Amen. Jesus is Yeshua, Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus, our Messiah, Jehovah, is become salvation. The God of the Old Testament. That's what it means. Look it up. Jesus means Jehovah. The God of the Old Testament. He has become salvation. He became salvation by wrapping himself in flesh and dying on an old rugged cross. That's why when you're baptized, not in the titles, but in the name of Jesus Christ, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must we must be saved. We must be saved. You cannot, there is no salvation outside of the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now and tell you that when you speak that name, there's a reason why. One of the Ten Commandments was, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. 
Be careful when you arbitrarily or in a moment of frustration or in a moment almost use it as a cuss word or some kind of fit of stress that comes out of your mouth where you just say it flippantly. Forgive me, Lord. I'm just giving this as an example. Jesus. No. Be careful. Do not speak the name of the Lord in vain because when you speak that name, something happens. And if you speak it out of order, you will reap the curse that comes upon those to whom the name is spoken against. Amen. But when you're baptized in the name of Jesus, every sin you've ever committed, every lie you've ever told, every bit of fornication, every lustful thought, every bit of uncleanness in your life is washed away because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. When that name is spoken over you, you're placed under the canopy of God's authority. There is no name that is higher. Come on. I'm not going to be much longer. I need somebody to get this revelation. When you're baptized in his name, the devil can lie to you. The devil may be able to attack you, but you will always have authority over him because God has put his name upon you. You have the ultimate jurisdiction and authority and power of eternity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. All that you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. People will sit down and they will pray over their meal. I watch them in the restaurant. If I see somebody praying nearby me here at a restaurant, I will listen closely. Because I want to know when they pray over their meal, do they say, and we ask this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. No, they don't do that. They say, and we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. When we pray for the sick, we don't say be healed in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. We say be healed in the name of Almighty Jesus Christ. Be healed. Sickness has to bow. But somehow we get hung up when we go to the waters of baptism and people refuse to speak the name of Jesus. I'm going to preach right now. Amen. The devil has lied. The devil has lied to people trying to get them to get wet without a covenant. Amen. But if you'll go down in the name of Jesus, you'll see that there's a difference and the power of God is going to move in your life like you have never known him to move before. Amen. Amen. Every devil that's been attacking you has got to break off when you go down in the name of Jesus. Uh, every sin you ever committed has to be remitted. Praise God. There is literally one God. It's not hard. It's not hard. Anybody ever tells you that it's not meant to be understood? Well, it's just so complex. It's just, we really, I can't really explain it. Beware of people that can't explain to you the answer that you're looking for because God gave us 66 books in one book. It's called the Word of God right here. Can I preach right now? Amen. He gave us 66 books in this to tell us who he is, how to interact with him, how to get in covenant with him, how to be healed by him, how to be saved. It's right here in this book. It's all in him. It's all in him. The, fully God, the fullness of the Godhead. It's all in him. The mighty God is Christ Jesus. I'm preaching right now. It's in this book. You can know it. You can understand it. Stand and clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Woo!
Come on, if you're thankful for the revelation, would you praise him right now? Come on, come on. I want you to praise him. I want you to praise him. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, in the, in the next few minutes of time, you're going to have the opportunity to make the smartest decision of your life. In the scriptures, when the disciples were sent out by two, Jesus gave them authority to drive out unclean spirits, to heal the sick. He said, if they receive you into their house, heal their sick. There is power in you opening up your spirit to God. If you want to receive something from God, you've got to open up your spirit. Or you can just continue to do this your way. He said, if they don't receive you, just shake the dust off of your feet and go on to the next door. Don't get distracted by people that under, don't want what you have and don't understand what you're saying. If they don't want to be healed, let them be sick and go into the next house because there's somebody there that's ready for revelation. They know that something in their life is missing. They're ready, they're ready to go down in the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus. It takes 10 minutes to get baptized the right way. The only way that anybody was ever baptized after the resurrection of Jesus Christ was in the, the name of Jesus Christ. And we say this all the time. If you can find one instance where somebody was ever baptized saying the words, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, I'll give you $10,000. It is not in there. The word Trinity is not in there. God is not three persons. There is literally one God. And if you want that today, and if you want the Holy Ghost to fill you, if you want the power of God on your life, it is here for you. Amen. Jesus, Jesus gave them authority, and he's given, us, he's given us authority. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every heart in this place. I pray, Lord, that you would minister to every mind in this place. Help us, Lord God, to do your will in this place. I pray, Lord, that you would break down every wall, every hedge that people have built between them and God, between them and what they know to do, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. I pray, Lord, but you pray with me right now that you would minister to the hearts and minds of people right here. I pray that you would send angels out, God. Let the Spirit of God begin to brood over people. Lord, in a moment, we're going to open these altars. And there's going to be some people that won't come because they just don't want more of you. Because they want to compare this preaching with somebody else's preaching. Because they want to go ask some priest somewhere, was I telling the truth? But God, you have proven with your word this morning that there is only one God and that you are the Father. You are the Son. You are the Holy Spirit. But you are not three persons. God, you have proven this morning that the only way to be saved is through Jesus Christ. He said, I'm the door of the sheepfold. Any man that come in by me, amen, shall go in and out and find pasture. He said, if you want to get access to the Father, you, you've got to come by me. No man coming to the Father except by me. Lord, you have proven with your word. Would you pray with me right now, church? 
You are proven with your word, God, what the truth is. And I pray that somebody would decide today, I'm going to get baptized today. The water's warm. The baptismal robes are ready. God, I pray that somebody would get baptized in the name of Jesus, that you would literally change their life forever today because you are literally one God. I pray, Lord, right now, I need the church to help me pray. God, that that flesh that gets in the way, that says, I'm just going to relax. I'm just going to chill out. I'm just going to. I'm just going to hold on. You know, I don't know if I'm ready today. God, I pray that conviction would come upon every child of God and that somebody would make a quick decision right now. Right now, God, when we begin to open these altars, that somebody would say, right now, I'm ready to get baptized. It takes 10 minutes. I want to do it right now. In the name of Jesus, I want the church to come. I want everybody to come. I want you to throw your hands in the air. I want you to throw your hands in the air. Come on, I want everybody to come. I want everybody to make your way to the front. Come up here. Come on. We, we, ain't nobody going to bite you. Nobody going to embarrass you. The Lord wants to change you today. The Lord wants to fill you today. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Don't, don't sonder up here and spectate.